listening to Broncos This Week, presented by Original 16. The official beer of the Swift Current Broncos is Ryan Schweitzer and Craig Boschman. It's the Broncos This Week podcast, season three premiere. Glad to be back uh, here at the Innovation Credit Union IPlex. It is a masked up Ryan Schweitzer along with Craig Boschman, who hasn't been in Swift Current for a while. Good, good to have you back here in uh, in this sense-making city of ours. We're, uh, we're back. Uh, season three coming on, like you said. It's great to be back. It's great to have training camp going along and preseason rolling along. Feels mostly normal. And uh, after what's been a wild, wild past 18 months, it just feels Feels great to be here. Feels great to kind of be in that routine of a normal hockey season again, and uh, I really just can't wait to, for every weekend to come and, and more games to come. It's funny because Swift Currents it's so small. And the other day I was just driving down the the street that I live on, and then just randomly there's Isaac Poulter. And it's just <laughs> Poults. Like it's just it's so weird seeing these guys back in Swift Current. It uh, we're we're far from a return to normal, but. It certainly feels like we're a step closer with everybody back here. Yeah, it just, it's, it's getting there, right? And, uh, you know, certainly I think, you know, small victories are something that we're all willing to, to accept these days. And, uh, you know, having the guys back here and being able to watch hockey again, uh, in my mind, that's a major victory as opposed to a small victory. But uh, like I said, it just kind of feels almost normal being here, uh, you know, watching hockey every day, hanging around with the guys every day, just kind of getting to talk to them again. Um, it's just great to be back. I long for the day where we're not talking about vaccines or anything like that but we aren't at that day yet and you know you talk about the return to normal and one of the ways that we get there is through vaccinations and uh, you know it's, it's really encouraging to hear numbers of how many people who have actually been taking advantage of the opportunity to get vaccinated at the rink. Yeah the Broncos we've had a vaccine clinic set up right at the front entrance for the uh, blue-white game and the Bronco on the first preseason game last weekend against Moose Shaw on the Friday. Um, they're going to do it again this coming Friday against Medicine Hat and I uh, was told that over a hundred people got their, their vaccines at those two games including 71st doses at those games so that's awesome uh, huge shout out to everyone who did that at those two games hope to see more of it here on this friday and uh, like you said you know the vaccines are a uh, huge huge help obviously recommend that everyone gets it that that's uh, that's able to so uh, great to see that and hopefully more of that this coming friday uh, many of us in swift current had the luxury of watching the blue and white game and then that exhibition game against uh, the moose jaw warriors you went to moose jaw the following night you made the trip and uh, you know, what, what? what's your assessment of this team after seeing two competitive exhibition games against another WHL squad? Yeah, I think as you'll hear from uh, Dean Brockman a little later on here in the show, uh, I think there was some some big progress made in that second game. Um, you know, the, the almost the entire lineup of that first game was, was rookies, essentially, and younger guys. There was only one 19-year-old dressed, and that was Noah Lamb on defense, and the rest were, you know, either 03s, 04s, or 05s. So um, a lot of guys who won't actually be on the roster on opening night and a chance for those guys to kind of get into Western League action for the first time. I think there was nine guys in that Friday game that were playing their first Western League game. Um, and then the Saturday game was a lot more uh, veterans in the lineup, returning guys from last year and perhaps as expected, a much more competitive game. Um, you know, it was 3-0 after two, but Broncos cut into it to get it down to one goal uh, late in there in the, in the third period with a couple of power play goals. So, um, you know, it's good to see that resiliency. I think in years past, um, you know, this was team a team that when the going got tough, it just seemed like it was insurmountable to overcome. Um, but we saw in 
the hub that that wasn't the case in the hub and you hope that it just takes another step forward here this season and um, you know that Saturday game was a good indication of that of the guys not backing down and continuing to fight back so with this coming weekend um, you'll see even more of a regular looking lineup uh, that you'll see on opening night and you kind of just hope that it keeps progressing from there and it's just a matter of trying to get a little bit better every day. Yeah and uh, you know you touched on it Dean Brockman will be joining us in uh, in just a little bit here on the podcast and uh, we'll we'll throw a few questions his way about the preseason and uh, and anything else we can think of to ask him as well. Um, for, for you personally just enjoying the, the preseason who are some of the guys that stood out to you? Well some guys uh, returning guys from last year obviously Matt Ward is just such a, a special talent um, you know I think I think looking back a couple of years from now the Broncos getting him at 14th overall in that 2019 draft is going to be you know some teams thinking why the heck didn't we take Matthew Ward at you know six seven whatever it might have been um, just an outstanding player and and a guy who just cares um, you know he he doesn't really care about the personal aspect he you know putting up points he just wants to win hockey games he wants to make the playoffs you ask him what his expectations for the season are he says I want to make the playoffs he doesn't say I want to score 100 points or I want to score 50 goals or I want to get drafted in the NHL he just wants to make the playoffs and he wants to win hockey games so to hear that from a 17 year old guy is uh, is awesome it's exactly what you want and I think he's going to have a monster year for this team um, Josh Fillman's a guy who's really stood out to me as uh, much improved over his rookie season um, you know he's he's tall and lanky but he just seems to be more engaged physically than he was uh, in the hub which is to be expected I mean when you're 16 years old and, and 6'2 and like 145 pounds it's tough to really assert yourself physically but I think he's really taken a step forward in that department Josh Davies is just a, a, a bull on the ice I mean he's not the tallest guy in the world but he might be the strongest guy on the ice in every single game um, he's so fast he's got such a good shot he's so physical um, he's I think could have a, a monster year as well um, Noah Lamb who was picked up in a trade from Victoria he's making no friends out there on the ice he was cross-checking guys and hip-checking guys during training camp so um, that's going to be a physical presence on the back end as well so it's exciting um, you know with all these young guys here you know you can't you know forget to mention guys like uh, Caleb Y. Rostock and Owen Pickering Braden Lewis Carson King Connor Vidston Reed Dick I, you know, Isaac Polter returning guys Aiden Bullich Cole Nett like, there's just so many guys you can't can't really focus on too many single guys because there's just so many guys who kind of make this team gel together the way they do and, and to see them all back here and get a chance to talk to them all again um, it's just great to see them here and I just really can't wait to see how they all grow together as a group over the course of the season and uh, one of the things that I've gotten into in uh, you know the, the COVID related downtime and everything you, you ever watch that Ted Lasso? I actually haven't, no. It's, I feel like I should. It is so good. It's <laughs> so good. And watching that show, like, it, it makes you want to, like, be a coach and be in a leadership <laughs> role. Like, just kind of the way it is. It's, it's the most feel-good content out there. And, uh, you, you know, you mentioned that. Oh, yeah, you watch that show and you want to be a coach. Uh, but having said that, I would not want to be the coach that has to make the 20-year-old decision right now where we are with this team because it's it's four quality kids. It is, and it's, it's tough because especially three of them are, are veteran guys. I mean, guys who have been here for a number of years with, with obviously Isaac Poulter, a two-time team MVP, and then you've got Cole Nagy, who is an outstanding face-off man and really took a huge step forward offensively last season in the hub. Aiden Bullich, who's a third-year guy and then has been a really, reliable scoring uh, guy for the Broncos the last couple of years and was a full-time alternate captain in the hub last year. And then Ryland Thiessen, who comes from Brandon, uh, a defenseman, which the Broncos, you know, need to shore up their defense. I mean, they've been working on over the last couple of years. So to get a 20 year 
world defenseman here and a guy who has uh, you know a sterling reputation as just an outstanding guy and having having talked to him a couple of times he comes as advertised you know comes to work puts his head down does what he's told does it well um, so it's it's not an easy decision for this coaching staff to decide who the three 20 year olds are going to be and and like you said I'm glad I'm also not the guy who has to decide which three to keep in and which guy to you know, to move on from so um, curious to see how it plays out but uh, see a, a very very difficult decision to make yes and uh, you know a couple of new faces on the bench this year as well uh, you know two new coaches in the organization uh, as the play-by-play guy you're talking with the hockey ops people quite a bit uh, you know what's your assessment of uh, of the two new assistants to, to coach Brockman yeah I haven't really had a chance to talk to Matt Keeler all that much just because he, he got here um, I think the Thursday before Friday's game against Musha and then um, you know obviously the game happened and then we were traveling to Musha and you kind of leave the coaches alone once you get to the rink type of thing so I really haven't had the chance to talk to Matt all that much but um, you know Devin he was here all training camp so I got a chance to kind of talk to him off the ice a little bit and um, a guy who has a very impressive resume coming from uh, Notre Dame there uh, won back-to-back U18 championships won a, a TELUS Cup national championship as well during his time there at Notre Dame and um, you know when you coach at Notre Dame you also have to be a teacher off the ice as well so uh, a guy who's been very busy uh, you know working with younger guys and of course this being a younger roster really works out well that um, you know he kind of comes into that position so uh, great guy off the ice uh, you know loves to kind of joke around and, and have some fun but obviously when he's on the ice very serious and making sure he's doing uh, everything he can to help this team get better so uh, I'm excited to have some new guys and then meet some new co-workers and some new friends so uh, it's great to have those guys here we got some excitement uh, from a marketing standpoint as well uh, I saw the teaser today you, you know a teaser when you just tease something you don't necessarily give it away but uh, something suggesting a uh, some sort of jersey reveal happening in the not too distant future yeah I guess since this is going to be released on Thursday we can say that yes a new Broncos third jersey has been revealed by the time you're listening to this podcast the third jersey reveal will be out there to watch on all of our social media channels I may be biased but I think they're incredible uh, the players love them uh, the players we had making the video uh, Matthew Ward and Isaac Poulter were, were just all over it um, they they love being on the ice with those jerseys on and I uh, can't wait to see the guys in game action wearing those jerseys um, so make sure you get them now uh, I believe they're on sale at the uh, in the stable beginning Friday at 9 a.m. so uh, if you see the teaser and you love the jersey as much as as the players do and as much as I do come down to the rink here Friday morning first thing and pick yours up uh, hopefully they sell out quickly and then uh, we can order some more and to to keep the sales going so looking forward to seeing those uh, on the ice in game action the team will be wearing them six times this year the soonest will be October the 8th and then uh, twice in November twice in February and then uh, one more time to to wind down the season in March are, do, do you know are, are these a, a Taylor Vaz production I believe they are I think he he kind of does you know pretty much anything Jersey related for for the Broncos here and of course an alumni himself playing over I think he's in Germany now he has been in Austria the last couple of years I think he's in Germany now but um, awesome that he's able to you know, play high level professional hockey and be a, you know a very talented graphic designer as well so huge shout out to Taylor Voss uh, another outstanding jersey that he helped us make all right very much looking forward to checking those out and uh, perhaps getting one for myself uh, visit the stable and check out the uh, Swift Current Broncos new third jerseys that they'll be throwing on six times this year all right this is the Broncos this week podcast brought to you by original 16 and uh, Dean Brockman's going to make his way into the broadcast studio and we'll throw some skill testing questions his way we'll be back in just a moment you're listening to broncos this week presented by original 16 
The official beer of the Swift Current Broncos. It's the Broncos This Week podcast brought to you by Original 16 Coaches Show. And uh, joining us for the first time in a long time is uh, head coach and director of hockey operations, Dean Brockman, uh, fresh off a uh, an afternoon practice. Uh, Dean, how are things looking out there? Yeah, no, really good. I think, uh, you know, we're trying to instill some structure into our game. Uh, obviously, when you come out of camp and play a couple of games and, and don't have any practices, you get a little nervous on on where you're at but uh, guys have been working hard all week well and speaking of camp this is the first time since the fall of 2019 you've actually been able to have a camp obviously with the hub it was just whoever was on the team was in the hub with it to kick things off so just how great was it to actually have all the guys here and sort of put them all through the paces yeah no it was really good uh you know a little bit abbreviated with uh, you know still certain things going on but uh it was nice to have two draft classes in our lineup uh you know the o5s and the o4s and uh you know that's where it begins right it, it gets to be pretty exciting and you know guys are uh, giving it their best to, to stay or go or whatever it is so yeah you know I felt like it was uh, you know as near normal as it possibly could be uh, you know right now. Yeah, it must be nice. Uh, you have some game film to look at, uh, you know, from, from a couple of games, a home and home with Moose Jaw. You know, what uh, what have you guys been working on? Well, you know, just examples of how to do things right on a consistent basis. I think, uh, you know, for us, it's, uh, you know, we got a couple of new assistant coaches. We're trying to create that structure or build on the structure that we did in the hub and then continue that and go forward, whether it's, uh, you know, with or without the puck or in the neutral zone or, you know, on the forecheck. All, all those system-orientated details that... That, uh, you know, because camp or because the exhibition season is really short, you know, you got to kind of push the envelope a little bit. Well, and speaking of those two exhibition games, uh, the two games against Moose Jaw, I think there was some significant progress in the game on Saturday as opposed to the game on Friday. But a lot of young guys in the lineup as well. Not exactly a normal-looking lineup, but what was kind of your assessment of the weekend? Yeah, you know what? Uh, first game, uh, you know, we had 804s and 805s in the lineup, 11 players playing their first game. And, you know, I'm not... I don't want to come across as making excuses, but that's really a difficult for those young guys. There's a lot of guys, uh, I, you know, I wasn't sure they were going to make it because they were like pretty nervous, uh, you know. So it, it was kind of funny on, on, you know, Friday, everything kind of went the wrong way. And, uh, you know, it is what it is. I think everybody got a taste of it, which was important. Uh, we cut back on the numbers from that day going forward. And then, uh, you know, I thought Saturday, uh, obviously, I thought we were better because we had some older guys in the lineup and yeah I mean we were right there I think uh, you know I think we had a chance uh, towards the end of the game and things went uh, a lot better but still again didn't have a practice before either Uh, just trying to you know define the structure of the game you know vice you know by video and and by the board work and stuff that's tough you got to practice it and the only way to get better is practice there's there's so much to talk about here with uh, with the new season and so much happening since our last chat. Uh, you alluded to the two new assistant coaches. Uh, what can you tell us about what uh, what Devin and Matt bring to the table? Yeah, no, absolutely, it's exciting. Uh, obviously, the other two guys did a great job for us, uh, you know, and uh, went a different direction. But uh, you know, I appreciate all the hard work they have done uh, to get us to this point because it hasn't been easy. Um, but you know, Devin comes from Notre Dame. He comes from a winning program. Uh, you know, certainly. 
certainly there's uh, coaches or he's coached players that you know of the age group of importance for us I think so that was that was a key you know there's a presence every day with him uh, you know I think certainly you know he's a coach's coach uh, you know for sure and you know with Matt uh, coming in late he's just trying to get his feet wet a little bit and you know he, he interviewed very well this summer and uh, you know I always thought there was uh, you know a backup plan if something ever happened and uh, you know reached out to him and he jumped on the opportunity and you know he has some head coaching experience uh, you know in junior A which is important uh, you know he wants to be a career coach so uh, you got to love those guys uh, again they're getting familiar with their surroundings how I operate how I want things done and uh, have fit in really well you talked about having the 05 group here there is uh, you know a number of those guys played over the course of the weekend though a lot of those guys have also been uh, you know sent back to the U18 teams now so still some roster decisions to come so a matter of kind of seeing how guys go throughout the week and also play in this uh, weekend series against Medicine Hat? Yeah, a little bit of that and a little bit is uh, to keep some guys around to get them familiar if we if we have to uh you know, bring them up throughout the year or be an AP, for example. But, uh, you know what, we've got four 20-year-olds who have got to get down to three, so that's automatically one. Uh, you know, certainly, you know, we have Sam McGinley away, so when he comes back, we got to trim even more there. Uh, yeah, you know what, it is, uh, it's, it's not a matter of last chance. I think it's more of, you know, creating that opportunity for them to join us down the road. And, and you know, we obviously want to get down in numbers, uh, but uh, guys have to earn where they're at as well. Craig and I were just uh, talking before you came in here about uh, the import situation right now. Uh, you have one in camp. And uh, from what Craig was telling me, after a few logistical things are worked out, another one on route too? Yeah, you know, eventually it's going to come. Uh, you know, Alexi's got... Uh, you know, he has to get a second shot of an approved vaccine, uh, which, you know, four years ago, you never would have thought that would happen <laughs> or have had to happen. But uh, his second shot will come this week. Um, and then from there, we have to wait the, the recommended three weeks time. Uh, and then, you know, a negative test once he comes over here. So, yeah, some groundwork and legwork to do there. But uh, the agency that represents him has been fantastic to deal with. And, uh, you know, we're pretty fortunate. We're, we're excited to get them but you know obviously there's a lot of good players here good young players here so yeah we'll just kind of play along with that and deal with it day at a time well and speaking of those good young players I mean when you look at the 04 guys that are here I mean seven of the 10 players who were drafted that year are here and uh, obviously vying for roster spots here and you got a number of 05s here as well so there's been a lot of building towards this kind of moment for this team and now that these guys are here it, it generates a lot of excitement doesn't it yeah it does I think uh, you know it, it, it still is uh, you know I, I guess if you look at the big picture we're kind of halfway there with you got the two draft classes in that's what made camp so exciting uh you know all of a sudden you're going to have another draft in december and what's exciting about that is uh, when you have picks six and seven you're hoping that potentially those guys can join you after christmas providing they sign and do all those things and you can have those guys a little bit in your lineup too so yeah it, it's getting to that point you know it's uh, you got to make some hay here pretty quickly and we we realize that and uh you know what, uh, there's there's some real good young players here that are going to develop and get better. How are the kids adjusting to everything? Because they've been put through so much in the last year and a half. Uh, what's it like actually having them physically here in Swift Current and how are they adjusting to everything? Well, I think, you know what, uh, it's a great question. Uh, I think I'll save that answer for when you guys talk to those guys. Uh, you know, when you're, you know, we have a fantastic billet coordinator. Morgan Montgomery has done a tremendous job on locating homes for them. We had that struggle. Uh, we got through it. 
Uh, all the families uh, have been fantastic to deal with as far as different times, different circumstances. Uh, I think the most normal part for these guys is playing the game. So when you have a, you know, a bit of normal in your life, it creates less stress in other areas. So um, there's been a lot of advice given to these young guys when they've been seen, which is great because we know the passionate fans that we have in, in the community. So, you know what, they're the, they feel like they're the big dogs. Some days we got to knock them down a little bit just because they're not. But uh, you know what, uh, they're really, really happy to be here. I think we're very fortunate to be playing and, and continuing on. The regular season fast approaching just over a week away. When it comes to the season as a whole, are you able to have expectations on it or is it just a matter of taking another step forward and getting better? Uh, you know, we internally we have discussions about where we need to get to, uh, and, and sometimes those are hard to understand or, or put across uh, put across the airwaves. But you know, for us, it's again continuing along that process. You know, trying to you know you can tell by the development of the kids just playing those 17 to 24 games in the hub. Those kids are a little bit further ahead than the kids that didn't play as much last year. So you know what, uh, there is a process. Uh, you know, and and there is a plan, and and we're trying to you know work towards that you know ultimate prize right so you know for us uh, the expectations are to get better every day and and, and old cliches right those things that uh, people don't want to hear about we we want to be competitive I mean we, we certainly the kids talk about playoffs uh, you know I mean it's an awfully young group to do that we believe in that um, but you know what we just have to get better we have to do the things that are necessary and you know what uh, you know anything's possible you know if a group comes together and a lot of things go right for you. You, you stay away from injuries. Uh, you stay away from maybe COVID or, or flu bug. Uh, you know, I believe there's an opportunity for us to have some good success. In terms of, you know, this team, and it's an exciting time with the kids from previous draft classes coming here and seeing a lot come to fruition. Are we at the point where we can talk about the identity of this team? And, you know, we've seen some physical play. There's there's certainly some skill in the younger age groups. What are we building towards? Well, you know, I think we, we want to be a team that puts pressure on the other on our opponents. I think that that's the biggest thing. I think the game is played at a high pace right now. So, obviously, we want those, you know, intelligent players to be aggressive on the puck, aggressive on the body. Uh, you know, you're starting to see some of the size that we've drafted, you know, come come towards us. Uh, obviously, we, we want to mix a, a good blend of, of intelligent players and, and a team that's going to want the puck and get the puck and get it back. And, you know, we want to be exciting to watch. I think that's the biggest thing. Like, we, we want to play with pace. We want to play with that possession. You know, those things, uh, you know, as younger guys get bigger and stronger, those things will come. Uh, you know, obviously every night uh, it's a grind for younger players but you know we believe in the in the process and we believe how and how we're going to play and again uh, a lot of times uh, we want to be the initiator uh, with our age that's going to be a little bit difficult at times but you know what this is a year for us to make that transition into initiating the play and not just sitting back and let it happen you've got the medicine at tigers here in town this weekend for the final preseason matchup of the reg of the season and then you see them again next weekend to kick off the regular season so uh, a matter of trying to get some momentum building towards that uh, opening weekend against the Tigers. Uh, you know what? It's not so much momentum as, uh, you know, we, we've went through different, you know, 
Uh, different, you know, we've went through different D zone. We've went through a different four check. We're going through our neutral zone. We want to execute all those things to the best of our ability. And I think it's just redefining our game. It, it really, it's not about the outcome as, as much as it is the process to get our guys ready for the following weekend. We want to do things right, you know, more consistently. You know, from game one to game two, we did, you know, the effort level was better. Well, we need it better on Friday, and then we need it even better on Friday than Saturday. So I think those are things that, you know, we're not worried about the outcome of the game. We've, you know, we've got a new coach that's coaching the power play. We have a new coach that's coaching the penalty kill. Those things have to be worked on and ironed out. And we just want our systems to be where they need to be for this time of the year. You know, something else that you haven't had the luxury of having before is when you arrived here in Swift Current, the, the, the cupboards were pretty bare, for lack of a better term. But you have guys that have a few seasons under you, Sam McGinley, Isaac Poulter, um, up front, Cole Nagy, Aiden Bullich and everything. You, you seem going into this year for the first time to have the benefit of culture. Yeah, you know what? It's, uh, you know, when you when you talk about culture, I think our culture was a little bit dictated in the hub last year because we were all under the same roof. And uh, you know what? It, it's it's a process of, uh, of, you know, getting to that point where, you know, you know, I always say when our when our older guys are talking about some of the things that we've talked about from day one and then they're teaching the younger guys to say the same same things we know that there's been a little bit of a culture set happen i think uh you know we we need to be more vocal on the ice and we we need to be you know a lot of different things but you're so right it's uh I mean, I didn't. I don't want to take away from the previous culture because obviously they were very successful and won, and and you know it, it's a great program. When we come in, and you know, I don't want to say the cupboards were exactly bare. There was players here, but just not my maybe my type of players and and the players that we needed to go with to go forward. And yeah, there's a little bit of culture building. It's tough because we're in times where you know we want our guys to be aware of the COVID situation. You know, we'd love to have them at the rink every day we'd love for them to go out and, and go watch a movie we'd love for them to go out you know with our hockey ministries and do things together but you know you can't create that you can't do that right now and I think that's where we've got to build you know around what we know is somewhat of a normal and that's the game so if we can build the game with that we can build our cup culture through success so we got to find ways to have success with uh, culture comes leadership as well and there wasn't a team captain in the hub uh, last season just kind of wondering if there's been some discussions amongst the group about a leadership group for this year who gave you guys these questions <laughs> it's just so difficult to answer right you put me on the spot here uh you know what um to, not to skirt that question, Craig. I'll be very honest with you. I think for us, it's going to be who emerges. You know, I think, um, you know, right now everybody's trying to get a feel for what's going on. A lot of these kids have never been to Swift Current. They've never lived away from home or been in a billet yet. They lived in a hub. Um, you know, we want guys to take those steps forward uh, and, and show us why they want us to be leaders. Um, right now, everybody's, you know, we're, you know, we've practiced we've been doing two days but we've practiced five times 
I don't want to start saying this guy should be a leader or that guy should be a leader because really when things are tough, that's when you find where your leadership starts and grows with because right now um, I don't see anyone in that position to do it, to be honest. And I think maybe if they listen to the podcast, there'll be more guys trying to do it. But uh, for us, uh, you put me on the spot. I'm going to answer it that way, and I'm just going to leave it there, man. No no softballs this year on the podcast, <laughs> eh, Bosch? Just yeah. lighten up yeah. missiles going your way well, there. The one good thing about Original 16 being our sponsor is because after today's podcast, I'll definitely need one. <laughs> <laughs> right on. Uh, well, Dean, we'll, we'll end it on that note. Nothing better to end on than a sponsor plug. And, uh, you know, thank you very much for doing this and looking forward to chatting with you next week after this Home and Home with Medicine app. Awesome. Thanks, guys. You're listening to Broncos This Week, presented by Original 16. The official beer of the Swift Current Broncos. A big thanks to uh, Swift Current Bronco head coach and director of hockey operations, Dean Brockman, for joining us on the Broncos This Week podcast. Bosch throwing the hard balls towards the coach, and, uh, well, that was a good chat. <laughs> yeah, it was good. It was <laughs> nice to have him back, you know, like you said, or like I said earlier, just feels more normal. It feels normal to be here. It feels normal to have you here doing podcast stuff. So, um, you know, we're kind of making our way back towards that, and it just feels great to kind of be back at it. We're doing our podcast with masks on. Not going to lie, I can't wait till the time when we're doing podcasts without masks on, but uh, in the meantime, we'll uh, we'll certainly do our part here. Uh, a busy weekend coming up for uh, the Swift Current Broncos, and for you, preseason home-and-home home with Medicine Hat. Going to be on the radio Saturday? Uh, Saturday, no. Friday, yes. So the home game, uh, for anyone who can't make it to the game on Friday, uh, we will be broadcasting. I don't know at this moment if it's going to be on the Eagle 94.1 or Magic 97. Um, last Friday was Magic because there was a Blue Jays game going on, so they uh, they jumped us over to Magic. Not sure if this uh, Friday is Magic or the Eagle, but uh, we'll make that known on our social media channels, so stay tuned for that. Um, and then Saturday, uh, no broadcasts. You have to follow along on uh, Twitter for some updates and I'll try and get some behind the scenes stuff did a little video for the Moose Jaw game on Saturday so kind of give a bit of a different look into what a road game looks like for the Swift Current Broncos and uh, we'll see how it goes hopefully the guys can uh, pick up a win and head into the regular season on uh, on a positive note that was some good looking stuff too that uh, the video content for Moose Jaw greatly appreciated that as a uh, fanboy back here in Swift Current <laughs> so two games against Med Hat what do we know about Med Hat I mean historically always plenty of speed and plenty of skill it, is that the scouting report going in this year? Yeah, I think they lost some pretty significant players uh, just from, you know, guys uh, graduating out of the league. But, um, you know, they, they won't have Cole Sillinger in the lineup for this weekend. Uh, he was actually playing in the USHL last year because um, I think he wanted more of a, a fuller season, which the USHL offered. So he played down there last season. He will be back in Medicine Hat at some point unless he manages to crack the Columbus Blue Jackets roster. But won't be here for this weekend's games. They will also not have their starting goaltender in Garen Bjorklund, who is at Washington Capitals camp so won't be the regular looking lineup for the Medicine Hat Tigers but historically as you said uh, they've been a pretty successful franchise um, I was kind of going over some notes earlier getting ready for the game and um, I said or I noticed that every year that Willie Desjardins was here in his first stint they made it to at least the second round of the playoffs mm-hmm. every single year he was here so uh, that's a team that is always very talented always very competitive so uh, the Broncos are Going to be ready, uh, and hopefully they can, uh, like I said, put uh, you know put on a good show and uh, get things rolling on the on the right direction here. You know, speaking of uh, NHL camps, I know that it was uh, it was huge for Sam McGinley to uh, to attend uh, some some camp action with the St. Louis Blues organization. What, what's the status on him? I think he's uh, I, I don't know for sure, but I think he's on his way back here. I did see them release their official training camp roster for you know the the regular season, including all the NHLers, and wasn't on that list, which obviously is unfortunate. Would have been great for Sam to get a chance to go to the the full main 
camp for St. Louis, but um, I'm sure the experience for him was still, uh, you know, very eye-opening and great for him to, to sort of see how he stacks up against a lot of other guys, uh, you know, vying for NHL roster spots. So I'm uh, looking forward to, to seeing him when he gets back. Um, looking forward to hearing him uh, tell some stories about the experience and that kind of thing. And, and obviously it'll be great for the Broncos to have him back here and playing as well. So uh, very much looking forward to seeing Sam again, and uh, we'll see if he's going to be in the lineup this weekend or not. Rock and roll. All right. The Broncos This Week podcast. Great to be back doing this again. Looking forward to the, the weekly Thursday release of the Broncos This Week podcast. I'm Ryan Schweitzer. He's Craig Boschman. We'll talk to you next week. You've been listening to Broncos This Week, presented by Original 16.